2: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. I'm Leon Dolan here in very windy Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and producer, and I've been out on a book tour. I can't wait to tell you about it. And our question of the day, that was about Easter. Favorite Dolan family Easter memory. What do you got, Jewel? What's your fave
0: memory? Hi, this is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister, and I live in Dallas, Texas. I used to love finding the little peeps in our stone wall weeks after the Easter egg hunt in our backyard. (laughs) That it was like a treasure to find some old Easter eggs
1: afterwards. Oh, excellent. Liz, how about you? Yeah, because peeps don't taste bad enough when they're fresh. No, I like them aged. Yes. I feel like for Easter, we always got like Shiny new shoes. We got like Sunday shoes uh and socks. We got fresh socks and shoes. And that's I think of Easter, I think of us in fresh, fresh socks and shoes. I know that's weird, but that's my memory, Leanne. How about you?
2: Well, I remember the Easter egg hunts in at Aunt Eleanor's house. So yeah. I don't really remember mom and dad doing Easter egg hunts because I wasn't born yet, but um, but Aunt Eleanor put put up a great Easter egg hunt, and I it was just yeah. chaos. And the boys were me. They just, it was like a
1: tackle sport. I mean, it wasn't (laughs) gentle. It wasn't at all. No. (laughs) Yeah. Things could get aggressive, but you know, good training for later life.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well today on the show, we have a lot going on. Uh, we we've been we did a special show last week we had a little spring break so we have a a good news we're back segment good news we're back uh what, what good news has happened since since we last recorded a show um Let's see, uh, we also are gonna talk about, um, we have some entertaining sisters happening. Oh, I have a magazine roundup. Remember <laughs> magazines? I'm <laughs> still getting know. a couple. Wow, there are not many Ooh. left. Yeah. They, they are going down every week, but Health Magazine and Real Simple, keep delivering to my house, so I'm gonna do that. Julie, you usually bring us Tuesday Trends, but today you have,
0: you're have you a contrarian on trends. What's right. that happening? Is, yeah, we, it's Tuesday, not trends day. I'm I'm going to bring you stories that are allegedly trends, but these are not trends. They're not. They're, they're false. They're all false. This is not happening. They're not real. And I'm bringing it to the satellite system. You're
1: blowing the whistle. Uh-huh. OK.
2: Yes. Inside. And Liz, you're bringing us a really unsettling story from the L.A. Times, correct?
1: Yeah. There was a lot of Hollywood news while we were gone, but one of the bigger, more unsettling stories didn't really get the attention that I think it deserves. So, yeah, I'm bringing it back. But first, good news roundup. Yeah, Yeah. good news. Because we've we've had a couple of specials the last few weeks, so there have been things happening in the news that we did not have a chance to comment on. Let's start with number one good thing. The Senate confirmed Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court, making her the first Black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. And uh, I say the more the merrier when it comes to women on the court. Right, sisters? Exactly. Yes, (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was was super emotional to see her and her family. And, you know, obviously out of 115 justices that have served over the course of our history, only six have been women. So, you know, more, 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 I say. So four are now serving. KBJ, as they call her, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Amy Coney Barrett. So, you know, and of course the original, the OG, Sandra Day O'Connor, and then RBG. (laughs) <laughs> so, so that's pretty much your crew half a dozen solid gold satellite sisters so um uh, i think that's good good news number one uh number two coda won best picture so mm-hmm. i would like to thank the academy <laughs> i mean liz you picked this movie early on i had never heard of it
0: you said it's great we yes. should all watch it yes and there it is winning winning
1: the academy awards i Do know i mean unexpected right i was talking to our sister monica about this over the weekend she's like i saw it i thought it was a really 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 good picture but best picture i don't know (laughs) and my policy is i don't care either this was the year where i think it's good (laughs) Koda won. Monica watched that that obscure Japanese movie, Drive My Car, or Drive right, Your Car or whatever it does. She thought that should have won. I was like, no, Koda all the way. So thank you, Academy. You don't do much right, but I think <laughs> you did do that right. Uh, and then the third news item I want to mention is that the women's NCAA basketball tournament was finally allowed to use the term march madness <laughs> this year i they had were... no idea that is insane it's that they I... insane it what, just...
0: what was what was
1: that list i don't I, I i cannot even explain that and i've been in some of those rooms some of those times where people are rationalizing something because it wasn't the full bra- I, I really don't know But anyway, uh, yay for March Madness across the board. Everybody gets a little March Madness now. And also almost 6 million viewers tuned in to watch the women's final, South Carolina versus UConn. So that's the most watched women's basketball game in two decades. So yay, more madness, more viewers, more women's basketball. Yay. So another good thing. All right. I would like to add to the good news category just Lady Gaga on all fronts. Oh,
2: God. Yes. She's now, first of all, I think she should just, along with Alicia Keys, I think they both positioned themselves as the most talented humans on the planet, Mm -hmm. who also are super nice humans on the planet. So I'm fine if Alicia Keys and Lady Gaga.
0: Host maybe everything. dolly parton
2: do you want to add her and to dolly, her? dolly okay, okay. okay thank you lady okay. gaga dolly and alicia keys can host everything they can <laughs> give every award out they can announce everything for the foreseeable future i think that's the way to go um but she she delivered at the oscars she delivered at the grammys when she you know helped a winner onto the stage with her long dress i mean she'd be a great bridesmaid she'd do great in elder care i mean she's, <laughs> oh, she's oh, just oh, really there. proved herself yeah. to be
1: Fantastic. To be sincerely
2: nice. Yes. Love that. Yes. Yes. And then I, for one, was happy to see Benifer back together again. I
1: mean, Lo and
2: Benifer got engaged.
0: Okay. The best. I, miss, I don't know how I missed that, but I missed yeah.
1: that. Okay. Yeah. Jennifer
2: Lopez and Ben Affleck got engaged again 20 <laughs> years later. I mean, hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a romantic tale. I'm, if, if they're happy, I'm happy for them. Hey, we all have to be happy because there was some big pickleball news uh, while we were away. Washington State signed legislation. They, they actually voted on this to name pickleball as the state's official sport. <laughs> How about that? Actually, did you, did you know pickleball was um, invented in the state of Washington in Bainbridge uh, Island? That's where it no. was. No, Well, yep, There was some uh, some some guys they, uh, they wanted to do it for their kids. So the kids were bore- bored. They lowered uh, a badminton net and they came up with these paddles. And lo and behold, pickleball Pickleball. and now it's the official sport of uh washington state so
1: yeah uh, i think the one thing it really has going for it is that it is just fun to say you know (laughs) so i think that's why people like to talk about it because otherwise there's just not much excuse for how much people are talking about pickleball (laughs) okay
0: okay okay point well made liz yes (laughs) all right
2: well that's all good news yeah you know what you know what else was great news oh all the satellite sisters and misters and friends and family at my two big book events this Yay! week I mean, if i can Yay. just yeah the camera on me i had so much fun uh at the opening event the big launch at romans in pasadena last week 80 solid people showing up people from all parts of my life the family was represented my whole family was there liz was there friends i looked out in the audience, women and men I have known for 20 plus years in Pasadena, lots of Satellite Sisters listeners came, which was fantastic. You know, people who just read my books and don't actually know me or my family or Satellite Sisters. I- I I was so joyful at that event. It was just great to be out and about and see people. That was the first um, sort of old school book event Romans had held in two and a half years. Come on in. Everybody is welcome. Oh my gosh. It was fun. Wasn't it, Liz? Yeah,
1: it was really fun. Well, first of all, you are really good at it. You're like, you are just a a great presenter of your own work. It all sounds super like casual and off the cuff, which I know that it is a hundred percent not how much you prepare for that. You were interviewed by Rico Galliano, who was fun to be with. So he was like a perfect wingman for you. That was fun. No, it was super great. And then everyone was just happy to be together. You know, we're still, we're still all in this place where when we do something like that, It's the first time we've done it. No, it's
0: still novel. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, Leanne, you have been toiling away at home and for you to be out and about uh, uh the pictures were fabulous you're getting fabulous reviews on your dress your shoes and uh your hair everything it's all go- working so good for you in the book
1: in the book oh
0: yeah 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 i have to thank
2: my good friend susan for all the photos she's been our family's official photographer for 20 years now and so she she had a standing come on over she took all the photos got them to me and then trina for my hair who was also a big reader, and she brought whole book uh, club to the event. So oh. six, how nice keep, is that? Yeah, it was, it was just super, it was really fun for me. I was pretty nervous all day. You know, they're live events. I haven't been out in a while you know, can I stand on these three-inch espadrilles for more than an hour? I don't know. I don't know if that's possible anymore. Uh, But I went and I pre-signed 300 books. So thank you to the Satellite Sisterhood for doing all that pre-ordering. It's so important on so many levels for me professionally great support for Roman's bookstore. It was just fantastic to see so many familiar names that I was inscribing or the book was being sent to. I really appreciated that the Roman's team did a great job. It was just kind of exhilarating. It was really fun. And then I I hit the road and drove to Northern California, which if you're tracking is 400 miles. So, <laughs> Friday drove up to Northern California. I taught an all-day workshop on Saturday, and then we had a great event at Book Passage on Sunday, and I just Great crew of Satellite Sisters there. And the best is Satellite Sisters who brought their Satellite Sisters. Extra credit for that. Uh, It was really nice to meet you, Tiffany and Jan and Kathy and Carolyn. Carolyn brought us all dog treats. So I'm going to get those in the mail to you, Julie. Oh, good. Carolyn. Yeah, she she knows what she's doing in the dog treat world. I had friends in Pasadena who sent their friends. I had friends in Pasadena who sent their mothers. There was quite a few people in the audience over 90 years old. <laughs> Vibrant, reading, fantastic people. My friend Louise, my college friend, hosted and was my book escort. And I had a bunch of college friends there. And my brother-in-law came and my niece came. And Liz, your college roommate came. It yep. was just yep. That's it. It was really fun. It was just, it was very energizing, even though it was exhausting. Like I drove home yesterday and we
0: all got on a conference call at one and I was like, I'm lying down. I don't usually lie down during the conference, <laughs> during the conference calls, but she was vertical. She was horizontal. It's like very well, when different.
1: you're the star of the show, you're doing all of the talking during the presentation. Yeah. And then all of the talking with every single person who's getting a book signed. It's talk, 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 talk. <laughs> It is a lot of talk. It is a lot of talk. And again, I
2: haven't even talked that much in two and a half years. So I'm building it up because it's. I, I am, I'm doing more events, but I just want to mention this Wednesday, okay? Tomorrow, if you're listening to this on drop day. So April 13th, I am doing two Crowdcast Virtual Book Clubs. The, these book clubs are for people who have read the book already because there will be spoilers. So uh, I'm doing one at 7 p.m. Eastern, And when it's 7 p.m. Pacific, I have spread the links everywhere I can on the Facebook group. They're on my events page. They, you know, I'm tweeting them out. You can just Google Leon Dolan Crowdcast and get to my events. I would love to have people there who have already read the book. It's, uh, you know, all you have to do is put in an email and you'll be registered. And I did a bunch of these for the Sweeney sisters and they were really fun. So I, if you've read the book and you want to dish about it, let's do it. And everyone who's posted... Pictures, posted reviews. Thank you so much. You know, people who have done what posted good reviews on Amazon and then checked all the other good reviews on Amazon. Fantastic work. People ordering from their libraries. Great work, Street Team. I appreciate it. People, you know, recommending it to friends. I, I appreciate all of it. So it's been just a really joyous uh, week. And I have a couple of days off and then I hit hit the road again next week. i uh, just doing a lot of
0: speaking around Southern California, but okay. thank you so much. The support has been amazing. Okay. Hey, well, good work, Lynn. So Lynn, have you got Lynn and Liz, have you gotten your fourth booster shot yet?
1: I have not. Have you gotten yours?
0: Well, here's what I did. I wanted to find out about getting mine. So my husband and I checked with our doctor about getting the fourth booster shot. You know, I was I was on to getting the vaccine early on. I kind of saw myself as a vaccine hunter, just, and I <laughs> wanted to find out what I should do about this fourth shot. Um, and so our doctor suggested, she suggested that we get an antibody test first. So I went to have my antibody test and sisters, yeah, I have never been more proud of my test score. I, I, I got a note from my doctor that said my results score, my actual score was in the very robust category. Oh. And my, my number is so high that my doctor suggested that maybe I wait uh, to get the, oh, uh, the, okay. Okay. Because my, my score is going to have to drop a lot before I'm <laughs> even in the range. I, I mean, I now feel like a person, you know those people, that's even though 20, 30, 40 years ago they took the SAT, somehow they managed to sprinkle into conversation that they got a nearly perfect SAT score. You know right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I feel like I am going to get a t-shirt that says, ask <laughs> me about my antibody score. <laughs> or maybe I should just get a, a little t-shirt that says, very Robust. On
2: it. What do you think? Oh, that's okay.
0: pretty sexy. That's yeah. really? okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, oh, but I'm I'm looking for a group. I want to join a group of people with very robust antibody scores. You know, <laughs> sort of like a Mensa group for me. You know, I, I'm over the moon, sisters. Okay, okay. I, I can't even tell you how. Yeah, we
1: can hear it. That's I, quite, I know. It's quite an accomplishment.
0: My husband did not have a very robust score. No, no not at all. But so, I think he had a better SAT score. Is that correct? <laughs> Leon, this yep. your antibody matter. score seems like the only score that really matters now. Yep. And, uh, and uh, so he did get his fourth um Um, a booster shot. I'm going to be monitoring my antibody score, obviously, from here on in. I'm going to be spending time with other very robust people and sharing information. So uh, again, we're not doctors. We're just sisters. You're going to have to do your own investigation for getting that fourth booster. But um, I'm just saying. Congratulations.
1: You have a lot to be proud about. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank
2: we're you proud too. of you. We're proud. We're, we're going to send a trophy. <laughs> okay. I like that. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow! Do we we love Osea's skin and body care? And you know what? This Mother's Day. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. Okay, there was a lot of Hollywood news over the last couple weeks. We're not going to talk about that. But Liz, (laughs) there was a, a sort of a really unsettling story in the Los Angeles Times that you're going to bring us up to date on, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Leanne, I think that everyone saw the news that Bruce Willis's family said he was retiring from acting um, because he has aphasia. So that's a cognitive disorder. It's memory loss and all kinds of other things. So that was super sad. And I think The headline people saw but the LA Times did a major story about this just a couple of days after the announcement because they had actually been working on it for a while they kept hearing around Hollywood that Bruce Willis was working um, and making just a lot of as everyone kept saying making a lot of bad movies And that there was that he was not well, and yet he was continuing to work. So they had been investigating this for a while. And I think they I think that's probably why the family announced uh, that he was going to retire. But when you dig into the details of what was going on, it was just to me anyway, so much worse than just the sadness of him having a disease that was preventing him from working. Because, as I said, he had made 22 movies in the last four years. No. Okay, in the That's, middle of a
2: pandemic, in the
1: middle of the pandemic, and none of them were good. So you're making 22 bad movies. And these were like straight to VOD kind of movies. So it was he was just getting paid, believe it or not, he was getting paid $2 million per movies for two days of work. And then when he would go in to do the work, um, he couldn't really do his own lines he couldn't remember them so he had I know Julie it's just so sad sad. I mean I mean the decline is real and uh you know oh god yeah it's hard to
0: hear about it yeah
1: so he had what's called an earwig which is he had he had like an earpiece in his ear and he had someone reading him his lines so that he could do his lines um, in any of the action scenes, it's a Bruce Willis movie. There are a lot of action scenes. They were using a body double for that. Um, but in addition to like this payment, he was getting the people that were like signing him up to do this work. He's got a producing partner who was himself was getting paid $200,000 for every movie Bruce Willis was in then the earwig was also getting paid more to and getting his own side roles so as you as you read the story you just couldn't help but think well this is abuse this is exploitation mm-hmm. like you really started to worry about who, who was just maxing him out to make as much money as they possibly could. And um, so in the story, they talked, the reporters from the LA times to talk to several gerontology experts and elder abuse experts. And, you know, some of them said, yeah, this does not seem like something he should be doing at this point, given where he is in his disease. Like for instance, on one movie set, Julie, two years ago, he unexpectedly fired a gun loaded with a blank on the wrong cube. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we we know now how deadly that can be. Right. But anyway, so on the one hand, you think, is he just being exploited by these people who are trying to take all of this money? But on the other hand, other elder abuse people were saying, well, He might've just wanted to keep working no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it's possible that he was the one insisting like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm going to go out there. And that the people around him were trying to let him do that, but just protect him from things that would be embarrassing to him, like not knowing his lines or not being able to do the action sequences. So, and I know we lived through something like this with our father um, when he had, you know, in the early stages of his dementia, Alzheimer's dementia, where there was an insistence that he wanted to keep doing what right. he was doing. It's very hard when you're the person around the people around the person to like prevent them from doing what they want to do. Right. Remember how difficult that was? That was yeah. hard. I
0: mean, you know, our brother Dick was the one who had to talk to our dad and take the, you know, car keys away. And, yeah. you know, went, and that was hard. He, you know, he definitely wanted to continue to drive and he resented that he couldn't drive. And, you know, he felt like he should have all the independence he always had. And, um you know, and we were, uh, his family around him could see that he needed more help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: He
2: was, he was working on writing things and he was convinced when he moved here that he was going to be setting up a lot of meetings in Hollywood. I mean, he really believed that. And, you know, they people have rights and they they have dignity and you want to honor that. Exactly. Um, I remember driving him to some pretty crazy appointments uh, for some of this stuff. It was just it was, it's hard to know when to to really assert yourself and say, no, this is this is over. We're not going to we're not going to maintain we're not going to maintain yeah. this. I think the whole time I was reading that piece about Bruce Willis, I was just thinking, how stressful that must have been for everybody involved Mm -hmm. for him you know if it was his decision it was still stress. he was very stressed on the set for everyone on the set because what a wild card he was and you know hollywood sets have lots and lots of people on them and the stakes are high and there's you know there's plenty of people that's how they make their work and i just for the other actors he was engaging with that must have been stressful i just thought That was four years of a lot of stress for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. You know, and
1: even even for the LA Times journalists, they said, you know, they were getting a lot of information uh, from people about this, which is why they were doing the reporting on it. They didn't really want to be the ones to just out him. Right. They wanted to protect his dignity. So even though they were reporting this story, they, w- they hadn't gone to print with anything because they just didn't know when it would be appropriate to go to print. They didn't want to out him. So then that's why when the family finally announced it, even the journalist said we were so relieved that the family, that he could say what he wanted to say and that the family could put out there the way they wanted to tell the story the way they wanted to tell the story. So then all of the research they had done about what was really going on behind the scenes, they felt okay putting that out there. The only thing that's different though in Hollywood versus say our dad is that when you have a lot of people where their whole living depends on you continuing to work. I mean, even just think about his agents, his agents are taking 10% of $2 million for two days of work times, uh, many of the dozens of movies, like people just don't have an incentive to turn that off. Right. So that's why, as you read the story, you think, oh my God, this could have been I, really tragic on a on a movie set, but also a very dark set of human motivations is what you start to think about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's a super sad story, and of course, you know, for him, we wish him all the best. I just thought it was it was worth talking about what was behind the scenes on that particular news announcement.
2: Right, and it did get buried in all the post Oscar yes yeah, stuff. It did. I think That's it would have been sort of a, a more. A more discussed story people discussed his diagnosis but not sort of this behavior so we're yeah. taking a look at particularly yeah if you're interested in this or uh yeah we're taking a look at the original article yeah all right um
0: thanks liz yeah,
2: yeah. okay moving next now to my magazine roundup you know i like to save the magazine industry one in one issue at a time how's uh, that going
0: Leon? it like, <laughs> seems seems like it's hard work these days right <laughs> I mean, in, when in i lost my own style oh
2: <laughs> gosh That's that was a downer. When I lost in style, I I felt a personal blow like because I mean, I have enjoyed many issues of in style. That is a fantastic plane magazine. And I think, what am I going to read on the plane now? I mean, it was always in style so uh shout out though to this month's health magazine it's the one with laverne cox on the cover it's a great issue and if you're out there if you're maybe you're in an airport right now go and pick this one up because there's <laughs> a chock full of information and there is a great menu at the end of it great recipes for a great party that i'm going to host someday in june when i'm done with this book tour i'm making every recipe in this issue it looks oh, that good okay, okay that's a good
0: recommendation all
2: right so a couple things though there's a term in here uh you know health magazine it's a lot of vague health things. Um, <laughs> me, okay. Literally just trying to find the article I <laughs> circled. All right. Okay. Here's, this is a term I had not heard. Okay. So, you know, busy, 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 you're busy, busy, busy. Remember, you remember the 20 or 30 years, Julie, when you never sat down with kids and right, working right. And, yeah, traveling I, and I, right. yeah. so, okay. So imagine the opposite of that. There's a term that psychologists call time affluence.
0: Oh, have you ever heard of this? Oh, no, no. Where you no. have
2: extra time. And I feel like I understand it now because that's what happens with the empty nest. We had a question about that on the Facebook group the other day like, "Hey, tell me what I should do f- with the empty nest." And there's just so much extra time. It's time affluence girls. That's what it is. You have extra time. All of a sudden you four to six opens up. You're not driving around. You're not cooking people dinners. You're not going to baseball practice or football practice or ballet practice. It's amazing. The weekends are endless when you're not going to debate. Is this boredom?
0: Is time affluence boredom,
2: Leanne? <laughs> no. Well, Julie, I mean, good for you if you're lucky enough to have time affluence. So Ellen Fay here from Health Magazine, she's a certified productivity leadership coach. Oh. That's, that's oh, a wow. lot of words after Ellen's name, isn't it? Oh. Okay. So she said, here's how you can build time affluence. If you don't have it, start by establishing your priorities, plan out your week, Schedule the basics first, like sleep and work, and then plug in the fixed items like meetings and appointments. And Liz and Jewel,
0: be sure to include me time. <laughs> me time on that list. You know, I know we love me time. I, I haven't heard her mention kids or dogs <laughs> no, or anything. Will you know. just jettison those? That's going to create know. some time affluence. I know. Okay. That's it. Yes. Okay. And then plan a meeting-free day to
2: address the nagging must-dos that are taking up emotional space. So that's mainly nonsense, but I did like the term time affluence. So if you're wondering <laughs> okay. what the empty nest is like, it's just an abundance of free time. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And yeah,
1: I guess some people don't enjoy that, but Leah, you seem to have really enjoyed it. Oh,
2: I loved it. I took up dancing. I go to the four o'clock yoga classes. I'm reading more books. Uh, yeah. You don't have to go grocery shopping as much. Liz, time affluence, okay. time affluence. <laughs> the first like six months, my, we had the empty nest. My husband and I took a nap every Saturday and not together, not a sexy <laughs> nap, just a nap. Just We were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> living the okay. good life woo time <laughs> affluence okay Another health, uh, health magazine piece, Meet the Greens. Okay. We're, I know we're all trying to eat more greens, right? So, oh, Julie true. and Liz, I just want you to think about incorporating greens in your life. Is this now, the
0: kale talk again, Lian? <laughs> <Leon? laughs> it's it,
2: Julie. I know you hate kale. So, kale is, of course, on the list, right? Yeah. The lacinato kale, that dinosaur kale, it's on the list. But I want to offer this up as an alternative. Okay. To see if you would enjoy this one. This one's for you. Beet greens. How do how do you feel about beet greens, Julie?
0: The tops of beets. Do you eat beets in general? No, I don't like beets, but I maybe I'd like the greens on top. I I'd be I'd be game <laughs> <Okay>. for that.
2: <laughs> so I, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest someone... buying the beets and then tossing them out just to eat that's, the greens.
0: That's Sorry. yeah. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. How, how does
2: Swiss How does Swiss chard sound to you then, Julie? Is that oh better? yeah, good yeah. Okay. okay, I can do Swiss chard. Yep. Yeah, you can enjoy both the stems oh. and the leaves, though. So yeah. the stems can take a little bit longer to cook, but full of vitamin A. So li- that's Julie. That's your green. Okay, okay, Liz. Yeah, Liz. Here's one you probably haven't thought of since our mom made those tea sand sandwiches <laughs> in the early '80s: watercress.
1: Oh, I love mm. it. Mm. Do you ever really? buy watercress, Liz? I don't believe in my lifetime I have ever bought watercress. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you enjoy the arugula, but
2: th- think I do. About- I do. Oh, it's often overlooked health magazine says but it's spicy
0: and tangy and it's good for your bones
2: liz that's okay. what i thought about oh, it.
0: and then you just take some white bread and mayo salt and pepper <laughs> slap that watercress in there mm-hmm. yeah there you go all right so watercress
1: welcome- often overlooked it sounds like the watercress information center is putting out press releases. <laughs> don't sleep
2: on don't sleep on watercress people all right. So there you go. Time Affluence, Swiss chart and Watercrest. Thank you, Health Magazine. All right. Now we're going to Real Simple. And, you know, they are still printing. I don't know how, you know, but they're still in business. Keep it up, Real Simple. Um, as I've, I've said before, most of their pieces now are just extended Instagram posts, but that's okay. All right. So this one, real simple, is going to tell us about power dressing. All right. Um, and here's what you need to know. That okay. it's, it's mainly idiotic advice, but because it's not like it's coming from Vogue, you know, it's like power dressing for people who literally have been wearing overalls since 1992 you know so that's good news all right so here are a couple trends i i have for um from real simple power dressing mm-hmm. okay this one uh, was um this one alarms me okay embrace your inner cartoon character Julie, Liz, oh,
1: are you interested oh, in that? Wow, oh wow! Okay, that's please. That's not starting off well at all. Oh no,
0: no, I reject that completely. Okay. okay. Well, here's
2: here's the here's the example they give, and I I will allow it in this case. Um, if you are a fourth grade science teacher and you think it would be fun to dress like Mrs. Frizzle from the Magic School Bus, go for it. Because that's sure. okay. Kids love okay. that. Okay. Okay. So, I fantastic. agree with that allowance. Sounds yeah. good. Okay. I mean, I realized with my book tour, I am sort of picking up a lot of uh, things that sort of look like the book cover, a little bit like a cartoon character, maybe, I don't know. I mean, not Mrs. Frizzle level, but there you go. <laughs> okay. okay. There you go. All right. All right. This may be- Wait, well. can
1: I just ask one more? So seriously, they gave that piece of advice to like normal women going to normal jobs? Yeah. Yes, they okay. did, Liz. So that's okay. like a
2: cartoon character.
1: Okay. Liz yeah. is alarmed by that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay. yeah, if you about, called, if you had called safe for work with that as a question, that would have been oh, too loud. <laughs>
2: All right. How about this one? Swap and shop in mom's closet. Okay. You're a grown woman. You don't have to dress your, wear your mother's clothes unless it's like a poochy dress from the seventies, but, <laughs> but okay. Go for it. If your mom still has a closet, go for it. You, it's real simple says you can swap and shop in mom's closet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is always good advice. Find something that works, then buy two. Yes, Fine. We'll I do agree that. with that. Fine.
0: Yeah. Fine. Yeah. White t-shirt, <laughs> yeah, get two of them. Yes.
2: Fine, we agree with that, real simple. Mm-hmm. And then this is also very French and uh, we agree with this. Invest in the best you can afford. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes, you know, one signature piece is better than two like disposable fashion pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sure, do that, mm-hmm. do that. But uh, the um, cartoon character? No thanks.
0: <laughs> I, I don't see how any of this is is generating power, Liam, Which was a <laughs> <place of, laughs> good of you. Uh, I'm not getting any energy from any of those um, ideas. But okay, yeah, Julie, okay. I have to agree with you. It's, <laughs> okay, I have to agree with you. Okay, well, you know. I, on Tuesdays, I try to do uh, trends, and uh, while we were um, while we were not not doing shows, I was constantly looking for trends for up, for this show. What were we going to talk about? And this week, sisters. I am coming to you with things that are not trends. These are these are items that have been in the media. They purport to be trends that we need to find out about, but none of these things are actually going to catch on or work or you're not going to do it. So, <laughs> okay. it's a lot like your power dressing. Okay, first one Liz, okay. Yes. Definitely not a trend. $1000 bottles of rum. This is supposed to be a new thing. You know, there was very expensive scotch. So now we're going to have super duper expensive bottles of rum. Who (laughs) are there? Five people in the world that are going to buy $1,000 bottles of rum. Who's going to
1: buy Yeah. No, 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 I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to happen.
0: Leon. for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was in, this is Prada. It was in their spring line everyday dresses, not a wedding dress, but like an everyday dress, maybe, you know, sleeveless sheath with a train. Oh, Just wow. imagine <laughs> that. Okay. So a short dress mm-hmm. with a train. Okay. Mm-hmm. That you are going to wear to work. Uh, maybe go out to lunch, maybe a museum. What do you think? Mm. Well, you're going to need Lady Gaga to follow you around all day.
2: <laughs> to adjust <laughs> your train. Seems impractical, so, Julie. Seems impractical. It just,
1: Julie, this is this is more than a, like Sheila Dolan high low. No, no, this, no, this
0: is a train. You can look, look online. Prada, there's spring line, short dress, long okay. train. You're yeah. going to get it cut. I mean, can you imagine you're going to get it stuck in the door? It's going to be on the sidewalk. It's going to be disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is, it's just not happening. People aren't going to do this. All right. This one, they have a website. I, I read this story. I've seen it around. Rent a Bridesmaid. There is a site, rentabridesmaid.com, where you can go and you can rent a bridesmaid to be in your wedding. This will be a highly attractive woman that will show up. She'll wear whatever bridesmaid dress you have. She'll participate in all the events. She'll be cheery, happy, no drama. Uh, she'll, just, she'll do all the right things. OK, and as people write these stories, they
1: are purporting that this has, in fact, happened in places. Yes, yes. This is supposed yeah. to be a real thing. So no, you're right, Julie. That's nobody's going
0: to do this. I mean, to me, this seems like a stunt trying to be a reality TV show, you know, <laughs> like someone. Th- oh, wouldn't that be funny if we did that or that was, act, you know, if you know, that was if. It was, and then we'll turn it into a reality TV show of mm-hmm. professional bridesmaids. Right. <laughs> Okay. No,
2: oh, nobody. Now she's producing TV <laughs> uh, in her closet.
1: Okay, okay. I nobody... think this only works as TV if, like, Lady Gaga is starring. Right, you. right, <laughs> right. It's just who's going to believe that? Yeah. Who? I mean, if you show up
0: at a family wedding and there's like a pro in the line coming down <laughs> down the procession, like, who is that?
1: Right. Nobody. Nobody's Unless falling for that. You're just
2: right. an element of sadness to that. That you would have to rent a bridesmaid. Like I just, then just don't have bridesmaids. I don't know. You know, those are, yeah, just do whatever you, bring your dog. That is not a trend.
0: That is not going to happen. Okay. Okay. And finally, uh, I read this, it's supposed to be a trend. Big tech is now going to tackle menopause. Okay. All right. They're coming at our age group with apps and websites and gadgets and blah, blah, blah and product. And so- Here's what I say to big tech. Okay. Like, I, I can't wait to hear this. Pro- proceed at your own caution. Okay. Because if you think that you're going to make money off of menopausal women, okay. First of all, your product better work. Okay. It doesn't because we have opinions. Okay. Right. We're menopausal right. women. Yeah. That is not gonna work, right?
1: Yeah, we, we speak up for ourselves. Yeah, no, yeah. that is not gonna work. Okay, yeah, because big tech, I mean aka men, you bros. Know. <laughs> yeah. Pros. Yeah, bros, Yeah, like they want. just want to make money off women, right? That's what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah.
0: And are they out of their minds to 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 target that <laughs> as a
1: subgroup, Liz, to market? Well, it's uh, well okay well let's just say there is a need i mean yes no a, i agree obviously I agree. A, a big market but that's not where i would turn for no. the for the solutions the broy bro bro crowd <laughs> no no <laughs> okay good point julie we're not going to okay. stand for that okay somebody in our cohort as they would say <laughs> in marketing okay. somebody in our cohort needs to figure that out <laughs> mm-hmm. okay
0: okay they're warned all right <laughs> That's it. None of these are going to work as trends.
2: <laughs> OK, well, one trend that is happening, I, I want to shout out to our compatriots over there at Happier in Hollywood. You know, Sarah Fain and Liz Craft, they have identified a trend that I can't believe we missed, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's wrist scaping. All right this oh, is where oh. you have three or four different bracelets or, or leather straps or beaded things on your wrist and they all have meaning and like they become your signature wristscape oh. I mean, well done, women. Well <laughs> done, Liz and Sarah. I mean, I know. I we know. We had tablescaping. We uh-huh. talked about landscaping. We've talked about manscaping, but we have missed the wristscaping trend. So, congratulations. Yeah. I, I applaud you. You're doing fantastic work over there on happier in Hollywood. If you haven't listened to that podcast, check it out. It's about two working Hollywood screenwriters, but it's also about things like wristscaping. So I think you'll enjoy, <laughs> enjoy
1: it. Yes. Enjoy Trademark. It. That immediately.
2: Yeah, fantastic idea. I, I bow down. I bow down. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. <laughs> the book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free-for-year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox.
1: Okay, we are back. Um, this is Liz and Leon. At your book reading last week, there was there were quite a few satellite sisters in the audience who asked me. Where's Cooking with Liz? Ben, like, what's the deal? When's the ne- <laughs> When's the next episode? And you know, we had had a couple of weeks where we were off doing other things. So I thought I got to pull myself together mm-hmm. for the next episode of Cooking with Liz. So here's what I'm gonna do. I was thinking like something like simple and tasty I could make in honor of Patricia Wells who was our guest on the show last week, you know, from her gorgeous apartment in Paris, in honor of Patricia Wells, and in honor of Lost and Found in Paris. What could I make that would be in the spirit of the book and just good cooking from France? So, and something within my skill set. So, and, and that I can do in 30 minutes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> There's some parameters. <laughs> Those are the parameters, Julie. That's right. So that's why I'm going to make Patricia Wells has a recipe for mini croque messieurs, right? Oh, yeah. Doesn't that sound good? Just tasty little mini that's a grilled cheese and ham sandwich. And she's got a little, uh, what are the little pickles called on top? She's, got, cornichon. Oh, yeah, she's got a cornichon, cornichon. on top. Uh, she has designer toothpicks through the cornichon into the mini croque monsieur. It's anyway, It really looks adorable. So so that's what I'm going to do. But here's what I'm going to do it. Because I also realized I was trying to do these episodes on Thursday nights. And I don't know. I'm just too busy now during the week to uh, to be cooking for all of you. <laughs> at night sorry so the mini Croque monsieur episode is going to be saturday april 23rd okay so that's two saturdays from now if you're listening to this the week it drops uh saturday april 23rd at 2 p.m pacific time on our youtube channel so it's the satellite sisters youtube channel just go to youtube and type in satellite sisters channel and you'll find us mini Croque monsieur this is well within everyone's skill set, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll post the recipe in all the usual places, including in the show notes. And I think, you know, it just sounds tasty and fun. I was going to do it on Sunday, Leanne, but then that Sunday, April 24th, isn't the day, isn't that the day you're at the LA Times Festival of Books? It is Liz. Yes. Okay. And, And I
2: can bring a guest
1: so you can come with me. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> why I'm doing this on Saturday. Uh, so I will bring myself and some mini croque monsieurs for, oh, oh. uh, for for your parents. That's pan.
0: very Frenchy French, Liz. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, so that's cooking with Liz. We're done. I'll put a notice up. Um, I'm very excited. This there's tasty treats. Uh, I think you
2: should investigate the fancy. Um, the the toothpicks, yes.
1: The fancy toothpicks, toothpicks. yeah. Uh-huh. Invest in some toothpicks. Yes. Yes. Are nice. yes. yes. yes.
0: You're doing so much entertaining. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yes, but it's uh, on YouTube for so really nobody's there, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. All right. Good idea. Uh I'm gonna start shopping. You know who I'm gonna get on the blower oh, yeah. at? Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Okay, now moving on it's time for entertaining sisters. And guess what, this is also going to be about cooking for me, because I'm sure I am not the only one who was watching the new series, Julia on uh, on HBO. So this is I think it's eight or nine episodes, not exactly sure. uh, But it's a short series. And it's about an interesting stage in Julia Child's life. It is the first year of her cooking show sisters. Oh, oh so nice. they really just took like this one year of her life, how she started the cooking show, you know, what was happening there. They were living in Cambridge. She and her husband, Paul living in Cambridge. She goes to WGBH to do a guest spot on some super boring public television show. And she just lights it up. Anyway, so it's really a fun show. I recommend it. The woman who's playing Julia, of course, I did not write down her name. She's great, and she's not she's not the like Meryl Streep Julia Child from Julia and Julia, who was sort of goofy and silly. This is kind of a different take on Julia Child, but still the Julia Child you'll remember from The French Chef. So she's really good. Um, Babe Newirth is her best friend, so she's in it. She's great. Uh, David Hyde Pierce plays Paul Child. Of course, you know, my man, Stanley Tucci, Uh uh, played Paul Child in the in the movie. But okay, David Hyde Pierce is pretty good. And uh, anyway, I totally recommend it if you're just into the how cooking. I mean, she literally invented cooking shows. So very fun. And she's great. But oh, Julie, there's even an episode where she goes back to a reunion at Smith College. Yes she's, one of she, our, yes, she's one of our most famous alumna, yes. And so she is a featured speaker at her college reunion. And it made me think, believe it or not, of the time you were the featured speaker <laughs> at your college reunion. Yeah, right? Yes. And they, they, that's a, and you were yes, you were my sidekick, Liz. I, yes. I was yes, I was your sidekick. Yeah. They wanted a little touch of satellite sisters at the Smith reunion. So we did it for them. Anyway, Julia Child also did that. So, so that's a whole episode. You'll want to and it's so smithy. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Okay. And uh, oh but then the other thing I want to mention about Julia is that um HBO is producing a companion podcast called Dishing on Julia. Mm-hmm. And so I've been listening to that too. That is really good. Cause that not only do they talk about every episode but they talk to the writers and researchers. They talk to the food stylist about how she did the food. Anyway, if you're interested in like behind the scenes about how they do the TV show and also other people that have insights about Julia Child, it's really good. And bringing it full circle In episode one of the Dishing on Julia podcast, the Barefoot Contessa is a guest. So you get a little Ina thrown in there. And at the end of every episode, they ask the guests, like, if you were making dinner for Julia Child, if you could have anyone at that dinner and make any dish, what would you do? And Ina Garten, our Barefoot Contessa, invites, guess who? Patricia Wells. Oh, really? (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. She said she never, Ina never met Julia Child, but if she could, if such a dinner ever would take place, she would invite Patricia and Walter Wells because she knew that they were very close friends and she would make um, Patricia's recipe that is chicken with 40 globes of garlic. Liz, what a a circle,
0: a lot lot of cooking, a lot of of names. That was multimedia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was deep, deep, deep. I'm just coming with a prequel recommendation. I thought that was going to be good, but I'm done. I'm done. I have nothing more
1: to say about any of these people. There
0: you go. (laughs) Okay. well, to shifting gears completely, I would like to recommend, I know many of you may have already seen it, the 1883. Now, this is the prequel to the wildly popular series Yellowstone that was written and produced by Taylor Sheridan. The prequel follows the Dutton family's journey. They leave Texas. They start in Tennessee, but they leave from Texas. They try to cross the Plains, sisters, on their way to Oregon. And they're in a wagon train with these German immigrants that don't know anything about anything. But they kind of heard that Oregon was a nice place and it had trees and a mountain. So that's why they're going there. it's uh, it's on paramount it's uh it's a series it stars sam elliott the original cowboy he's wonderful in this and then as really a surprise you have the husband and wife team of tim mcgraw and faith hill in this uh series oh tim mcgraw is excellent. He plays James Dutton, head the head of the family. He had been in the Civil War. You know, he's had a hard life, but he's going to take his family to a new and better place. He's great. Faith Hill <laughs> as his wife. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's set in 1883. They're crossing the Great Plains. So she's wearing a lot of makeup where she's very dirty all the time because, you know, they were dirty. It was it. Yeah. I mean, It's really rough that's really what you get from watching this like my gosh how did those settlers do this i mean Mm -hmm. it was the the danger that they encounter is is amazing but one of the other real stars of this is isabel may and she plays the she's fabulous in this and she plays the 16 year old daughter of tim mcgraw and it is and the story is told through her narration and it's just wonderful. It's really, really well done. So the big question that I know you're going to ask me, sisters, is do you have to have watched Yellowstone to enjoy 1883? Right. Yeah. The answer is no. I think it does enhance your enjoyment. But then as the more I thought about it is I think you could watch 1883 and you would enjoy watching the Yellowstone series as well. So you can go either way with this. But I okay. highly recommend it. Um, you know, uh, two out of three, I mean, Faith, I don't know. She's in the wagon. <laughs> but Tim McGraw is a breakout star in this. Uh you're we're going to see him acting in more things Well, he's, he's
2: been in already been in a lot of things. I mean, I mean, he was in the original Friday Night Lights movie. Like he he does act. Yeah, yeah. he's very very good. Right <laughs> okay. So, that's okay. why he's good. He's yeah. acted before. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's my report.
2: Thank you, Julie. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I have been reading away, you know, so I don't have any picks because I'm getting ready for our best beach bag book show. So I am just reading like crazy, putting down uh, a list of books that will come out in May, uh, May 10th. Uh So that's, that's why I have no recommendations because I'm just reading and saving it all up for me. May tenth. Um, that is our show for this week. A big thanks to Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio. Uh, we miss seeing you, but we love having you as our engineer. A big thanks to Emily Loudermilk who does our graphic design. To see Emily's great um, artwork, you can follow us on Instagram at Sat Sisters. I'm at Lee and Dolan. Liz, what's your Instagram again? We have this at satellite at Satellite Sister Liz. Okay, Julie, any recollection of your Instagram? <laughs> uh,
0: Oldest sister, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just Google, see what you can find yeah yeah
2: okay okay and then uh be sure to subscribe to pep talk it keeps coming out like the newsletter keeps coming out so someone said how did i miss that you were going to be in northern california I live 10 minutes away i was like i don't know because <laughs> i mentioned it in every possible format, the show, the newsletter, you know, social media. So our newsletter is pretty complete as are Liz's show notes. So you can always look for those things, Um, but we would love to have you subscribe to pep talk as well. And that to do that, just go to satellite sisters and the newsletter subscription, satellitesisters.com and the newsletter uh, pop-up will come right up and you can just put in your email. It comes usually once a week in your inbox on Friday's.
1: Um, and one of the great things about the newsletter is that it's super easy to share with your friends too. So you can just share that along. If you all the friends that you want them to try listening to Satellite Sisters, Leon, you've always got a link to the latest episode in the newsletter. Right. So just share it. Share it widely, people. That's what we would encourage. Right. Yeah. I mean, multiple
2: links of all kinds. You can go to the website to listen. You can do the direct listen. Every little thing that says, listen to the uh, podcast is a slightly different link to get you to another version of our podcast. Yeah. I mix it up, Liz. Mix it up. <laughs> Mix it up very clever,
1: impressive, impressive. Ooh,
2: all right, our to do list for the week. Well, I'm glad you reminded me it was Easter this week. Not that I haven't been emotionally preparing and spiritually, <laughs> but uh, I certainly haven't been shopping for the Easter basket. And you know, mom used to give us shoes and socks, but I've always given my family uh swimsuits at Easter, you know, because it's sort of the beginning of the swimsuit season. So uh-huh. I gotta go get some swimsuits for the boys, even though they're <laughs> grown men. I gotta, I gotta go get some
1: swimsuits for the grown men. Okay, Liz, what about you? Okay, well, um, I'm, tonight I'm gonna test out a new chicken delivery service in my neighborhood, but here's why it's worth mentioning. Here's the name of the, the new chicken delivery service in my neighborhood is Goop Rotisserie. Can you believe that? Yes, this is Gwyneth can't. Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow now has like a Goop Foods. There's one right in my neighborhood, it's like rotisserie chicken del- <laughs> delivered to your door. I have to try it at least once, don't I? Yeah, do some um, investigative
0: work I, on that. I, I, I need- Don't even tell us what it costs, because I'm oh, sure. Okay,
1: Julie, I did, already, I did already investigate that, because normally my rotisserie chicken comes from the pavilions in the neighborhood, and that's $8.99. So that's a high-quality rotisserie <laughs> chicken. Uh-huh. Goop rotisserie, which is why I'll probably only be doing this once. Thirty-five dollars. Oh, oh
2: my! Goodness. Liz yeah.
1: for a chicken. Okay. But I don't know. I just feel like. Anyway, I, <laughs> I just got, feel like I want to be like ripped off. I, you <laughs> want to be ripped off? Good. No, I got I got a coupon in my email. Okay. I Live in the neighborhood that I'm getting a deal. So okay. I so one time, it, but it has to be today. I have to use it today. So because God knows I'm not ever paying thirty-five dollars for a rotisserie chicken. Oh my okay. God! But anyway, there's a sense of urgency that's all okay. that's goop fine. goop rotisserie that's yeah.
2: good material so just it's a write-off <laughs>
0: okay good work hey my, my to-do is Lynn. i am enjoying handing out your book to friends uh this is uh that's what i'm working on i've handed out a, a couple books got a very positive reaction. Um, I have more books to hand out. It's a great gift to give. And uh, I mean, who doesn't love Paris uh, and a good novel about Paris? So um, that's that's on my list this week. That's a good idea. Really, thank you.
2: I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it all. But I appreciate that especially. Thank you. All right, sisters, have a great week. You too. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.